When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, my gosh. I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh, no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But, yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? <sighs> get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Sing, oh, ain't you glad you're single? I go right merrily along. They sing, oh, ain't you glad to sing? Hi, this is David Omen with House at the End of the Drive.com. You're listening to KTLK, the Friends FM. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Live for three hours every Saturday night. It's a show that engages the mind, makes you think, and maybe even challenge what you think you know. Hi, I'm Jeremy Scott of Into the Paranormal, where we talk about topics that are anything but mainstream, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Bring an open mind and join us for Into the Paranormal. Live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. Who were the real ancient Egyptians? What is it about ancient Egypt that captivates us all? The critically acclaimed series Magical Egypt is back with all new episodes. Let Chance Gardner and company take you on another adventure through Magical Egypt in the new series Magical Egypt 2. Magical Egypt 2 attempts a forensic reconstruction of the science of the ancients through a study of ancient aesthetics. Also, the best researchers and authors in the field like John Anthony West, Graham Hancock, Laird Scranton, Robert Duvall, Lon Duquette, Aaron Cheek and more join together to explore the topics of the esoteric and the hidden messages of the ancient Egyptians. Just go to MagicalEgypt.com right now and put in the code word FRINGE and get 10% off any download or order including the groundbreaking original Magical Egypt series as well as the new episodes in Magical Egypt 2. Also check out the great work and the companion series at MagicalEgypt.com. Click the banner on the Fringe FM or go to MagicalEgypt.com and use the code word FRINGE and get 10% off your order today while it lasts. 
Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. We told you weeknights on The Fringe FM are now even better, and we mean it. Do it live! Where else can you hear the best shows and the best talent? Kick off your evening with our newest host, Alex Exum, live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings at Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. This is Paranormal News. I'm John Jeter. Fireballs lit up the sky over the French islands and in the United Kingdom over the past week or so. A meteor entered Earth's atmosphere and exploded above the island of Moyet off the eastern coast of Africa. One witness said it was a ball of fire that had a kind of tail and was going very fast. Dashcam video caught the meteor streaking toward the ground in a huge blaze of light. Meanwhile, in Cornwall, England, a witness says what I saw wasn't green and it was in the atmosphere and coming down with red flames from it. After the report, more people chimed in that they saw that thing too. One said it was very bright and thicker than your ordinary shooting star. The object has not been identified, but witnesses say it too looked like a meteor. Spring meteors are more frequent and usually more intense between February and April. Renewable energy in space, now that's efficient. Plans have been unveiled for the first ever solar power station in space. It'll be built by the Chinese and orbit Earth at 223,000 miles to tap the sun's energy. One is currently being constructed for testing. Scientists plan to launch these power plants into the stratosphere to generate electricity perhaps as soon as 2021, with plans for a much larger power station slated for construction in 2030. Read these stories and more at ParanormalRadio.com. I'm John Jeter, and this is Paranormal News. Good evening. 
I'm Joe Roop, and this is Lighting the Void. It is Monday night, February the 25th, and we are live on KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Our website is lightingthevoid.com. Just uh, give us a little search on Google, Lighting the Void. Follow us on social media. Love us. Help us. Donate. Please. We need it. All that good stuff. I'm, that's my pitch for tonight. So tonight is Monday night. It's kind of like we do open lines and it's kind of our hangout night. But tonight I wanted to talk about the Illuminati. Yeah, that's perfect follow up with the uh, Rosicrucians and stuff. And Ryan Gable uh, is going to be here with us. And to be perfectly honest with you and totally transparent, what happened to me this weekend I was not prepared for. I was going to do a whole... Um, series of work i was going to get the newsletter up i was going to put some new promos on the radio station uh i was going to do all kinds of stuff right uh because even i'm getting tired of the promos that are on the radio station right now so i had the whole weekend planned out and you know i got this message that my grandmother was taking a turn for the worse and it just you know she ended up passing away which was chaotic because it was my dad's birthday it was my cousin's birthday and she ended up passing away. And, you know, you guys uh, on social media really, I man, it means a lot to see all your support like that. That was really huge for me. Because Anne Main, that's my grandmother's name, was uh, the, the, the only mother figure I had left in my life. So for those of you that don't have a mother, this is just going to be like a bunch of whining to you. But for those of you that do, I'm telling you right now, don't take it for granted because now, you know, it's kind of hard to explain because it sounds kind of childish, but on an esoteric level, you know, you go to your mother for, for this female type of love. So when you go there, you go to her for nurturing They're the, they're the people in your life that tell you it's okay. They feed you, they clothe you, hell, they buy you stuff. If they got the money, they do everything they can for you. And, you know, we had a, a certain type of special relationship. I remember one night I was doing a show on here with, with Kurt and she called me in the middle of the night and she was always hearing stuff on her porch and she's a good shot. So I gave her a 38 special, a little snub nose police edition, 38 special. Uh, actually it was kind of both from me and my father so she could protect herself, but that wasn't good enough. She still needed somebody over there. So she always said that she felt like she was putting me out. And uh, she never put me out. She always took care of me. And so now for the first time, I have to face the world with nobody like that to fall back on. So if you have somebody like that to fall back on, you know, don't take it for granted. I'm kind of scatterbrained right now because of all of it, but... You know, she called during the show, and so I dropped everything I was doing during the show, and I let Kurt take over as I ran across the street and got my gun and flashlight and went out there. And I told her that, you know, if any if anything ever happens or if anything's ever going to happen or if you need me, just let me know. It's no big deal. I'm right across the street, literally. And uh, she... She always felt like she was putting me out, putting other people out. I guess what I'm trying to say in the long run is now 
with no mother figures in my life whatsoever, I'm going, I'm going to have to be that person in my life. And I think a lot of times it made me, it made me sit back and realize a lot of times what we reach out for when we try to get people to love us, whether it's relationships or whatever in our life, we, we try to get it from certain people when, you know, growing up and being a man or a woman, it's kind of all about learning how to do this for yourself. But I still think I still have this little kid in me that goes, well, what am I going to do when, you know, I have another kidney stone or I break my leg or something and I can't move. Man, I literally like I could call her and she would drop everything and come grab me. And I'm a grown man. So I know it's kind of sissified, but it was tough losing her. And uh, the one thing that really bothers me about all of this is that before she had a tumor in her lung the size of maybe a quarter, you know, and they found it because she kept having shoulder pain and she wasn't in bad health. She was, she was just in pain. She was always in a lot of pain and it took them a while. And then they found this thing and before they didn't find it. And she had had breast cancer before and stuff. So it, it kind of moved from there into her lung, but she seemed okay. Right. And after, after she took the chemo, she seemed okay for a little bit. And then you could really start to tell it was taken its toll on her. And all of us have looked at somebody when they're in the last stages of their life. And you kind of look and you go, man, this don't look good. And you couldn't, you couldn't, I, I only brought it up once because I didn't want to get in any altercations with her because I respected her and loved her. But sometimes uh, it makes you wonder how long they would have lived without it. But either way, I still kind of think when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And it was just her time. Now, what did happen though, was very strange. That was Saturday. It was pouring down rain. It was storming. And I just went and visited her. Everybody had told us that, you know, she's about to pass away. So everybody is driving over there and visiting her. And we went over there late because there wasn't that many people there. It's just like me and my cousin. And the next day, I couldn't get out of bed. All I could do was just sleep and wait, wait for the phone call. Well, when she passed away, right around the same time, I heard that knock that I tell you guys about all the time. The knock that is not, it doesn't sound like it's in a dream. The knock that sounds like, you know, that makes you jump out of your bed and run to the door. Hadn't heard it in a long time, but I knew, I kind of knew what it was and, uh, ran to the door. Nobody's there. Nobody's around. It was so real sounding. And I kind of just broke down after that. Cause I knew it was her. And so it was hard getting over it. Like Sunday, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, thinking about all the, all the times we had, stuff like that. We've all lost somebody, I guess, so we know, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But it made me think about a lot of important things. <clears throat> and then Monday morning, 
I still haven't slept. I, I haven't after that. I couldn't, I just couldn't sleep. And, uh, I got a message from a good friend. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That said, hey, I know about this new conspiracy I want to talk to you about, but you're too close-minded, and I don't know if I can talk to you about this stuff. And I just snapped on him. You know, I was like, I'm too close-minded. You're not even going to tell me what it is, but I'm too close-minded. I don't need this right now. And this is one of those friends that's always trying to spin their political agenda on me all the time. Right. And they're, I don't even think they're aware of it because they they believe it so much. You know, you go to their Facebook wall and it's nothing but Trump, 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 or you go to your other friend's Facebook, Facebook wall, it's nothing but Hillary and Bernie and stuff. And you just get so sick of it. And it's like, look, man, if you got a real conspiracy you want me to look into, that's great. But if it's just a long story eventually to where you'll tell me about how Trump is great and the left sucks or or vice versa, then just save it. And then I got another message back that said, well, if you're just going to attack me like that, I guess we don't need to be friends. And I'm like, I guess we don't. Few people are willing to lose your friendships with people because they don't want to talk to you about their politics. Have you ever done that? Like, have you ever been attacked by somebody and then tried to defend yourself and then they attack you? Especially, they always do it when it's the worst time ever, too. It's not really their fault. I think it's the universe doing that. But they always do it when it's the worst time in your life. You don't really need this. And then they, you know, they attack you and then you attack them back in defense. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. You meanie. I can't believe you said that to me. Grown people. I'm talking about people that are 20 years older than me. You got, you got, you still don't get it. You guys still don't get it. Do you? There is no teams. In politics, there's no sides, there's no blue or red or what, there's nothing, there's nothing but people playing for bankers and running their mouths to get your votes. It's over, folks. It's over. Nobody's out for you to help you, nothing. And, you know, Ryan messaged me earlier today and he said, you know, what are you going to do your show about tonight? And I said, you know what? I'm so fed up with this stuff. I'm so busy. I don't even know what I'm going to do a show about. I don't care because I know everybody wants to give me their political stuff. I'm so sick of it. Sick. 
And he said, well, you know, Ryan's always level-headed. He said, you know what we ought to talk about? You ought to talk about the Illuminati, and I'll come on with you to help you. And so Ryan Gable is here again. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on. I really appreciate it. You have no idea, because you're probably going to end up carrying me through the show tonight. I mean, do you understand what I'm talking about, how sick I am of all this stuff? I'm not, I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm sick, you know? I think it's killing me I, from the inside out, bro. I understand, and I fully, fully feel the exact same way you do about this particular kind of frustration. I'm sure a lot of your listeners feel the same way for various reasons. It might be politics or religion or something of that nature, but I understand what you mean. I was going to ask you, do you feel that you're having an easier, harder, neutral time dealing with uh, the passing of your grandma because of your interest in things like magic and occultism? Do you think that helps you? No. I don't think it helps. No, <clears throat> you know, it never helps because, uh, if I want to be surrounded by comfort, I could, you know, talk to a lot of people about the subjects they want to hear about their favorite politician or their favorite sports team, uh, and then just get surrounded by all of this stuff. But I can't, you know, no, nobody sure, in sure. my life relates to me with this stuff. I just had a buddy over here that was just actually, it was uh, a neighbor that came by to visit me a little while ago. And he was asking me, you know, well, how many listeners you got? And I was like, well, it's, it's snowballing, you know, and I showed him the, the stats, you know, we're, we're just breaching over a thousand downloads per episode now. Right. Which ain't really that big, but it's a lot bigger than it was when we started. And he said, man, but you sure do talk about some weird stuff. And this is some guy that I consider open-minded, you know, somebody I consider pretty open-minded. And I was like, yeah, it is weird, but it's not weird to me. I mean, last week uh, was the first time I ever did a three-hour show on, on one subject by myself. I had a few callers called in and helped, but, and, uh. Got a lot of good feedback from it, man. A lot of a lot of good feedback, and it was not. It wasn't me talking about all of the. You know, there was some data there. There was some symbolism we talked about, and some quality information. But for the most part, it was just just trying to be logical about finding the 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 true things about the societies, right? And more people related to that than I thought. I thought I was going to get a lot of feedback and a lot of BS that I was, you know duped and fooled and didn't know what I was talking about. But that's, that wasn't the case. The case was, there was a lot of good feedback from people that was like, yeah, man, you know, I do the same stuff. I I hear all these bad things about these people, but when I research their material, it's, it's almost, it's almost like this is the stuff I've been missing my whole life. You know? Yeah. I listened to about three quarters of that show. The one that you did on the Rosicrucians, uh, or golden Dawn, excuse me. Well, it was uh, both. It, yeah, a little bit of both. And I, I thought it was well done for a show that you threw together, uh, you know, yourself without having a guest, without having a co-host. And I, I, I don't know if how, how other listeners, I, I know you a lot more personally. I don't know how a lot of listeners interpret your, your, your broadcast uh, of the time that you've been on air. 
but when I first heard you, I thought you had been doing this a lot longer anyway. And I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke or we didn't plan to talk about this. I'm just expressing how I truly feel. I thought you had been doing radio a lot longer than, than you really had been. And uh, I, I, I thought you were a pretty well-honed radio host for having started out, you know, the, the amount of time you've done this. So I thought that show, for, for that being your first time, it didn't really sound like your first time doing a show like that. But regardless, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to do an entire broadcast by yourself to do whether that's two hours, three hours, or four or five hours, especially to do something like that multiple nights a week. I never appreciated that until I had to do it for the first time. And then you realize, wow, this is a lot of work that goes into this. It's not something you can just sit, you don't just sit down in front of a mic. Sometimes you can, depending on the topic, but you don't just sit down in front of a mic and start talking and ha- and at the very least have a structured show and have a direction where you're going to go with that specific topic. It's a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of effort that goes into it. Yeah. And it, well, <clears throat> uh, everybody, you know, I get the feedback that we get here at lighting the void is oh, Joe. He's such a nice guy and this and that he's really nice and yada, yada, yada. But he, you know, and I've always tried to make it a point not to offend people, but I, at, at some point when you get that way, you, you, I think you allow yourself to get run over too much. Uh, you'll get to a point sure. where people really start pushing their points of views and agenda and stuff on you, and you got to make a stand for it, right? So I used, you know, which probably wasn't popular, I used uh, Bill Cooper's stance, which I love Bill Cooper. I don't have anything against him, but I was trying to represent a time where people had heard all of this information about the, you know, the Rosicrucians and Freemasons and stuff and in a very detailed way, but with that had, it still had an agenda and a purpose behind it with Bill Cooper's bias, right? Even though Bill Cooper is very well studied and, you know, you talking about how you want to look at the Illuminati, which I think is funny because to me, it's like, I don't know if I want to talk about the Illuminati because to me, it's kind of obvious that people don't really understand it they just kind of think that there's this group uh, called the illuminati that's trying to take over the world and when you get on youtube that's it, ridiculous what you find because people are like look there's a you see how that pimples there on that person's face and then they got this headband <laughs> on that means that they're illuminati they're trying to brainwash you and, and they've got a million point five views and it's like I, to me it's a hopeless subject you either know the material and you've actually studied and researched the illuminati or you or you got your own wild wild uh conclusions about it but i'm not saying that there isn't secret groups that run the world but what i'm saying is is that i think that it's really important that we figure out who they really are instead of assuming it because it has a great angle right yeah yeah you know what the illuminati is the illuminati is a concept i think it is. It's, it's an, an idea. idea. It's an idea. Yeah. It's a symbol. It's kind of like, just for example, I know that this topic immediately makes people divided and polar. But if I was to say, because I'm doing a show on this tomorrow on the secret teachings, it's, I want to call it Operation Mandate, where the U.S. federal government now is wanting to, or at least the FDA is suggesting that there should be a, a total federal mandate that every single state 
has mandatory vaccine laws, and they strip all the exemptions away from states, starting with philosophical and religious exemptions, and then eventually they'll go for the medical exemptions as well. So even if you have an egg allergy, doesn't matter, you're going to be injected with egg because there's egg protein in most vaccines. So the point is, though, as soon as you say, I have a question about what is in a vaccine. I'm reading this on the CDC's website. They say I shouldn't be in contact with formaldehyde or mercury, and yet those things are in a vaccine. When I ask that question, whether it's to a regular old person or it's a doctor, nine times out of ten, the response I get is, you're anti-vaccine. Mm-hmm. I say, no, I'm not anti-vaccine. It's just, just a question. I'm asking you why you're looking at federal websites and why they're telling me not to do this, but then they also on the same website tell me to do it. It's very contradictory. So I just want to know why, and I get put into a category. And then other people that actually are anti-vaccine, whatever that might be, they say, oh, see, you're on our side. You are an anti-vaxxer, but we don't really like that terminology, so you're just a smart guy. It's like, no, I'm not really anti or pro anything. I'm just asking a question. I don't know. The Illuminati is kind of like that, too. The Illuminati is something that if you say, I, I, I don't believe in the Illuminati, it's immediately assumed, just like with anything else, well, oh, you must not believe in secret societies, just like you alluded to, Joe. And if you say, I, you know, I believe in the Illuminati, then people immediately think in one group that, oh, so you must believe in everything we believe in. So that means that the pimple in the guy's face means that he's in the Illuminati. So that's a true video on YouTube. It's like, hold on a second. There are a lot of ways to look at things. Let's take a step back from it. Let's examine it as objectively as possible. I I use that word a lot. It just means removing emotion from the equation, not getting upset, not getting angry or aggravated or trying to fight with somebody, having a reflex action because someone disagrees or someone agrees. People have the same kind of reaction and someone agrees, confirms their bias, and they want to have a conversation with that person, which is a natural thing. I want to be around people that I get along with. I don't want to fight with people all the time, but yeah, no doubt. There's a there's a difference between fighting Joe and talking with somebody that you disagree with, but you can respect the other person's opinion and you can have a conversation where you and the other person has leeway in what their their view is based on the new information that's presented. So in that case, the Illuminati like anything else is just an idea. Just like vaccines, it's an idea. Does it work sometimes? Sure. Does it work other times? Absolutely not. Illuminati. It's a concept. Yes. Is it a secret group? Yeah, it actually is. But it's, is it a secret group running the world? Not necessarily. There's a lot of different ways to cut it and break it apart. Well, you know, my experience tells me that we manifest our reality in some form or fashion, right? That we, we have an effect in an esoteric way on our reality too. the way we think, the way we believe, uh, the victim mindset that we were talking about Thursday night, which was my whole conclusion to that show pretty much that we have, um, that we do manifest, you know, somehow a reality. And it has to do with something, with symbolism, the subconscious and the astral realm, which is something we're trying to put together. Which I, this is something like I really want to drive home. Like we need to be careful about like what we believe in. So if you believe that there are secret powers and secret societies that are like, like the Illuminati, I'm not talking about the Council for National Policy or the trilateral commission or nothing like that. I'm talking about these type of esoteric secret groups that are maybe run by aliens or archons or whatever. If you really believe that and and you put focus and energy into it, in other words, it runs through your mind. You say it with your mouth, 
You get others to say it. You make a little group and you talk about it. Now, the way that manifests into the world is a funny thing because it may not come back that that's exactly the way it's going to happen. But what it will do is, you know, if enough people agree on it, and I really believe this, that it will cause something like that to happen. Or you will always have that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That experience in your life of being the victim of something bigger and more powerful than you. So in a, in a sense, you're giving an idea power in your life that doesn't deserve it. What you really should be doing is, in my opinion, that, that is, is you should be studying the truth of it, like trying to find the real truth behind it. Because what happens is when you start digging in, looking for secret societies and secret things that are ruling the world, instead of making assumptions you know, passing around a joint and really getting into it like they did on that 70s show, which is fun. But if you really get into the research, the trail always tends to go off to things like the Council for National Policy, the Trilateral Commission, the UN, things like that. They're really, you find out, okay, I'm just following the money now. Where's the aliens and the reptilians and all this other stuff? Doesn't mean they're not there. It's it goes back to what I used to, what we talked about before, like UFOs, aliens, the paranormal, all of this stuff. I think and believe is very real, but I want to know what's real about it. I don't want to just fantasize and talk about it and sensationalize about these things. I want to find out what's real about it instead of being at the drive-in movie all the time. You know, yeah, rather than just. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I mean, that's it. That's it. And I and I think that I think we're getting closer to it, but there's a lot of birthing going on because now it's politics. Even in this community, I got friends that I can't even go to their pages anymore. Uh, like I got so many Facebook friends, I don't have time to unfollow their pages anymore because there's nothing of value on their page anymore except trying to bash the other political people. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's isn't that something something interesting? I mean, I, I'm I'm 28 years old. I'm a little bit younger than you. I've only seen a couple presidential elections. And when I was about 18, 19, right out of high school, and I first started, I went to a film school and I got into radio as a volunteer thing, totally unrelated to film school. And I was a part of these groups. I'd go to like Daytona Beach. This was in, I was in Orlando. I went to go to, uh, go to Daytona Beach and we would do like a demonstration for 9 11 
and we'd hand out pamphlets and flyers and DVDs. And most people were very receptive. They'd come talk to us. You get the, the occasional person. This one guy drove by one time and this was back in like, what was it like a, a decade ago? So this was 2009. This guy, this guy drove by one time and said nine 11. He's like, dude, that didn't that happen like three years ago. Why don't you just get over it? I thought that always stuck with me. I thought oh that was funny. God. Yeah, that was in 2009. <laughs> so that was almost a decade removed from September 11th. But my my point is, I did those things, and and part of that was on occasion they were like anti-war protests, like anti-Iraq war, anti-invasion of Afghanistan. And granted, I don't necessarily think I knew a lot of, of details like I do now. And in 10 years, I'll know way more than I do now about certain details. But overall, I did those types of things because to me it just seemed wrong. That war sounded wrong. I didn't believe what happened on 9-11. It wasn't like somebody programmed me. I just didn't believe what I was told. I had an issue with with certain kinds of authority, not all kinds of authority. And and so that that was happening when Obama was first was first president, right? Or, you know, his first term. And there was still a lot of anti, you know, Bush hatred. And so I was in that group, like I, I, I didn't like Bush, but the thing is a lot of my, my family did people I was, uh, I was around, they liked Bush. Maybe that contributed to me not liking Bush, but whatever the case was, I, I didn't like Bush and I was like anti-war and I was very, very typical at the time, 10 years ago. And then when more and more things came out later about Obama, I'm still standing there on the corner in this case, just kind of metaphorically, I'm still standing there on the corner with anti-war investigate this this is wrong this doesn't seem right and a majority of those people joe that i i would go out and demonstrate with and i mean this literally and metaphorically a lot of those people disappeared they stopped going out and protesting they stopped going out and demonstrating they stopped going out and handing flyers out because obama's president now because they're saviors in office now you know yeah and dude, I didn't recognize that at first. I was I was just kind of metaphorically standing there, and I'm thinking, where? Wait, wait a minute, where did everybody go? I thought we were anti-war. This guy, this guy in office right now, he's it's he's still pro-war. I, we're, I thought you were anti-war, and then I realized, oh wait, they're okay with it because it's a blue tie rather than a red tie. And that was a huge revelation for me when I was like 18, 19 years old. I thought, oh, people only care if their cult is not in power. If their cult's in power, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'll tell you how stupid this gets too. You guys, you guys, they poke and prod each other, right? You know, uh, for instance, you know, the, the, the right, you're a bunch of fascists, this and that, yada, yada, yada. So the right, they try to, you know, they try to put stuff out in the media that they're not fascist, that they're the good guys. And then the right pokes the left and be like, you're a bunch of snowflake literals, blah, blah, blah. So they push and liberals and they poke them. And, and now that, and then all of a sudden, and two days later, they got pictures of, oh, look at these liberals punching people. Well, you were poking them and calling them snowflakes. Now you're mad because they're punching you in the face. You know, make up your mind. So they're always putting like twists and spins and turns on everything to make their point of view. And then here's what they do. And here's where you and I might get in a debate about. Because I, mm-hmm. I see this in the alien and UFO stuff, too is then they once they run out of things to say they go well it's the media's fault right well here's the thing in my in my experience yeah the media that's kind of obvious but you guys are no better you guys posting your little social media post about 
all this stuff to prove your point when you you just poked their button so they could do what you said you didn't like about them standing up to you even getting violent like you used to and vice versa it just keeps flopping back and forth and i don't know what's worse the media now or you guys that are all constantly just like you know posting everything politics all day long you know when i posted that thing that political thing about uh there was actually a nazi thing in the united states and all that stuff because i thought and that's the last time I was done with it after that, because I thought I was like, hey, this is interesting. Here's something that happened in the United States that we didn't know about. And it still showed two of the wars together. But I didn't even really make it all the way through that video until I got to the end of it. And now at the end of it, it's like this now this thing, right? In the end of it, they're like, well, see, we've got a president doing that, too. And I'm like, oh, you bastards. You put your spin on it right at the end, didn't you? So you yeah, got me to yeah. post it. You, you got me to post it because I thought it was showing both sides of the equation here, like the whole picture. And then all because they're very smart, these marketers and stuff, they waited the last 30 seconds of the video because most of us won't make it there to say, yeah, well, our Trump is blaming the media now. So he's just like Nazi Germany. And at that point, I was like, OK, I'm done. Like, I'm done. And, I, you know, I'm like, all of all of this is stupid. It's just stupid. None of yeah, these people care about us. Do you really believe Trump cares if you live or die? Do you honestly believe that? Do you really believe Obama cares if you live? Do you guys really believe this stuff? And then you want to find the truth about aliens and UFOs and all of you really want to find the truth about these things? You know, there are there are proverbial snowflakes on both sides of the equation. The only thing I might slightly, slightly I agree with you. It happens, but I, I, I slightly disagree on the element of, of the violence. I mean, you get that on both sides again, absolutely. But uh, from my experience, people that are so far left that they are almost right are extremely violent and extremely aggressive. Again, I preface you get that on the right as well. But going to demonstrations or protests, I've, I've always been in the situation where all I have to do is ask someone on the left a question and they, they explode and get violent and scream at me. It's different in the South. It, it might be different in the South. Exactly. It's just perspective. Yeah. However, when, when you look at like, uh, just, just going back to that, that cult cult recognize, uh, thing I recognized when I was younger, I, uh, I think that if you were to, as an individual, just for a moment to say, okay, I don't support any of this stuff. If that's possible for someone who, who is very leaning one way or another, say, I don't support any of this stuff and just take like a blank sheet of paper and you start writing down, okay, what am I, what is actually like, okay, Donald Trump is president. What exactly is so bad about the world under Donald Trump? And then you take a piece of paper, and what exactly is so bad about the world under Barack Obama? And and maybe not maybe bad is not the right word, but maybe write down like what exactly has changed in my life since this person has been elected or selected president. Yeah, what are you getting all round up to about? use? Let's find out. Yeah, what, what what exactly has changed? Because as far as I can tell, the only thing that's changed from one administration to the next is the physical image of the person who represents the country, supposedly, and how people are programmed and conditioned by political parties to react to that person in office. You are programmed and conditioned to act to Obama like he was a savior. 
programmed and conditioned to act towards Trump, that he's like the Antichrist. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, you can go in the kitchen, make yourself a sandwich. That didn't change. Otherwise, you can go to your job. That didn't change. But, you know, for a few people, yeah, Obamacare made things really bad for some people, and it made things maybe better for some other people. That's why a lot of people embrace socialism and communism so much, I think, because it's specifically a younger generation, and they don't really want to have to work. And people like Trump, conservatives, generally speaking, who want you to work, 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 build a country, build things, grow – a lot of younger kids don't like that, so they they find socialism interesting because it promises them education and health care and, well, I, I, I'm entitled. I deserve all these free things. And I'm, I'm not getting into a political discussion because I, I, I don't support anything. I'm just saying regardless if it's socialism well, I, or communism, I'm, whatever the ism you, is, it's just about aligning to the specific desire of the person, not the benefit of the whole. And that's what keeps people arguing, what benefits them, not everybody. Yeah, well, see, you got to be careful about what you say, too, because if you don't flip that and say there's also where you could say that Obama's the Antichrist and Trump is the savior as well. You oh, know? So oh yeah, the same absolutely. thing. Absolutely. You gotta be, I'm just saying is, yeah. be careful because somebody that just tuned in really might think you're one-sided on this and now you're their enemy. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the thing, isn't that the most difficult thing about doing radio and talking about any that's kind of why, political subject? Right. And like we, this community, we don't care. See, we've always been the people that want to find the truth about it. We don't care about it. You know, we're more interested in what's going on in like, you know, interdimensionally, also what's going on esoterically, the high science of things, things like that. And so this stuff used to just slow us down a little bit and we'd talk about it and move on. Right. But now it's so heavy, man. Like it's, it's just been so heavy that I can't take it anymore well, I mean, you know, there, there was one time where i'm like dude i'm not doing i'm done with social media period like i'm just done don't want to do it no more don't care about it i don't want i don't want anything to do with any of you you know if you want to talk about that stuff and if you don't want to be my friend because i don't want to bite on your political bone then whatever man you know that's stupid but whatever do what you got to do you notice that and and maybe it's just my perspective. Maybe there was some element of this when Obama was president and maybe when Bush was president, I was much, much younger then. But recognizing this when, when Donald Trump is officially president, I'm, I'm looking at like, when you say social media, I see it on social media. I hear it in radio. It's like this cult, but it's a subcult. It's not like the typical Donald Trump Republican kind of an outsider cult no, it's, it's like different. this weird what is it it's totally different man it, it's a yeah. it's not a republican cult anymore like they're idolizing it, it, the the presidents now they're either the antichrist or the savior at this point i was going to say that a subculture of that has developed where you hear people that i mean people that say they have insiders people that just say they 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 know because they're smart that that like donald trump is this this not just a savior Joe, but that he's he's taken down the pedophile networks. That Donald Trump is he knows about the secret space program, and it's like creating this subculture within a subculture, this subreality of 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 putting your beliefs or desires to believe something in the in the paranormal or the occult or metaphysics yeah. or aliens and ufology 
and then bringing that into politics like, oh, yes, this president here, he knows about the secret space program. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, what does that even mean? I don't even know what these people mean anymore when they say that they're not they're not even re- they're not Republican. It's not political. It's like mental illness. Now, you can't even put a label on it huh. with the Lucky Land slots, You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It does seem, it does well, I mean, when you're mentally ill, do you really know that you're mentally ill for the most part? And I mean, no, I like, could be mentally ill. I would even know it. Right. So when, most cases I know when people have become mentally ill or they've been diagnosed as mentally ill, there's never been, unless you're depressed and you know you're depressed, but when you're like, when you just don't know reality and you're totally convinced of a truth, there's no getting through to you. And and I hope I'm wrong about this, man. Yeah. And like I was telling you this earlier today when we were talking and, and by the way, I'm doing a show tonight because Ryan Gable, you know, really said, to, you know, push through to <laughs> Ryan Gable is carrying me right now because I'm kind of fed up with it all. Um, when it comes to this stuff anyways, and, uh, I hope I'm wrong about this, man, but it seems like when people get to a certain age, except for the select few, they're just done. They're done. They're done saying things like I was wrong. I changed my mind. I don't know about that. Really? I wonder what that is. You know what I mean? Those phrases that you hear from people that are actually being real with you. Yeah. I I don't hear that from people in a certain age group and I'm not trying to categorize it's just my experience man and not only are they done but they're never wrong and you're the closed-minded one that can't see their truth and you think damn man this vortex of craziness is bigger than you think they've got us so twisted up and all they care about is votes And when I say this, I'm talking about both sides, and then we'll get into the secret stuff. All they care about is votes and making more money and getting more power and staying in office. That's it. And pushing their ideas, and that's it. That's all they care. They don't care about you. There hasn't been a president that actually cares about you since Kennedy. And I don't really know to the extent of what Kennedy actually cared about people. I'm just saying I was sold on the fact that he was a decent president. Decent. Good. It's over, man. Like until, until things change, until we get a third party or whatever, it's over. And if the, these little, these, the secret societies that we should be worried about are these little offshoot groups of influencers inside the government. And uh, you know all the names of all the groups, Ryan. This is something I've just been getting into. These people are the ones that uh, we should be worried about. And the tech groups, the government opens up a new group or a new sect, it seems like, every year now. 
And it's you know, not, that, it's not, it's so backwards, man. You know, it's inverted. Yes. It's inverted. It's backwards. It's upside down. It's like we live in the upside down world. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are in the upside down world. No wonder the poles are starting to slide a little bit faster. You know, I think the, uh, I think we're just done for man. I, 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 I don't want to get all hopeless on here. I'd l- I love to stay positive and I want to keep investigating, you know, the esoteric and paranormal and stuff like this, but I, I can't even open up the internet. Like literally when the show's over, I'm probably going to watch that 70s show, you know, it's, it's and what I do a, a lot of times I watch, watch an old TV show. There's got to be some form of like objective self-preservation not self-preservation of a political ideology or religious ideology. You have your own beliefs, maintain them, preserve them. Don't push them on others. Or if others respect you, you respect them. That's fine. But there's gotta be, there's gotta be some form of self-preservation. There's gotta be some form of like fight. Where's the humanity at? I'm not talking about fighting against your political opponents. I mean, there are really sick, sick, sick people in positions of power that not only do not care about you, they are literally clinically psychotic. They don't have any ability to empathize with their victims. Killing a million children in Iraq in the 1990s with sanctions was a benign way of slaughtering in a mass genocide innocent people, specifically children. I think it was 500,000 in Iraq in the 90s alone from sanctions. Killing people to kill people is just business to these people. I'm not talking about every person, but if you're in a position of power like that, you either are a psychopath or that position of power breeds psychopaths because you're surrounded by other psychopaths. You're surrounded by advisors that suggest you should do this, do that, bomb this country, pass this law, et cetera, et cetera. You become a psychopath. You got We got to ignore all of that. We have to, we have to stop you said energy. We have to stop paying attention. We have to stop allowing ourselves to be sucked into that system. That's how things change. You making a decision in your life that I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. It doesn't affect me. I'm done with it. And I, I you know, it's not doom and gloom, but we can connect this, I think, Joe, the political element with the Illuminati and with the occult aspect. Because one thing I noticed researching the Illuminati I don't think there's an, an incredible amount of information to know about the Illuminati as a group. There's a few details here or there. But the Illuminati supposedly had these these tenets, these principles that they were guided by. And we can get into this later, but I just wanted to preface the next hour. These, these tenets that they were guided by are almost verbatim in line with things that we hear out of those think tanks or those foundations like Tavistock. It's almost verbatim the Communist Manifesto, the Ten Planks of Communism. And they are almost verbatim, as I've shown in in my book, Food Philosophy, and on dozens of radio shows. They are almost exactly verbatim the 17 goals to sustainability from the United Nations. So if the Illuminati exists, it exists in a form that is symbolic of a secret society 
but it's manifesting everywhere. It manifests as communism. It manifests as the United Nations. It man as their goals to sustainability. It manifests in in government. It manifests in NGOs. It manifests in foundations and think tanks and secret society groups that have nothing to do with Freemasons and all of that. There is an element of the Illuminati that is alive and well. And we can maybe talk about those tenets coming up in the next hour. Yeah, because we don't understand the power. We don't understand the power of archetypes. We talk about it, but we don't understand the power of symbolism. And that's something that we got to keep talking about ideas, symbolism and all that. We don't, we don't understand manifestation. We like to talk about, oh, it's really cool to know that I can manifest things in my life magically or mystically in a sense. But you also got to understand that if, if that is real, and in my experience, it is that it also comes with responsibility. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Joe, I could tell you about the Illuminati, but I don't think you'd understand my, you know, the conspiracy. You're not smart enough to get it. You're not open-minded enough to understand it. How am I supposed to respond to that? Right? Like, how am yeah. I supposed to respond to that without, you know, I'll be uh, just in all fairness. I, I went off on my friend when he said that, cause it was just the wrong time. I had to have no sleep. It was four 30 in the morning. You know, I just lost one of the greatest people I know in my life, and that's what I got hit with. And so I really went off on them, and they're like, well, I just can't handle these attacks, you know. And I'm like, do you have amnesia, too? You just attacked me. And just out of the blue at 4.30 in the morning. It, that's, a, that's a strange thing to say, unless you've spoken to that person before about something similar and you know, like in a verbal conversation, you start <laughs> to say something and then think, and I, don't, I don't know if you'd understand it if I explained it that way, but let me explain it this way. You might understand it better. That's like being sincere, but that seems very pretentious and stuck up to me- message you and say, I don't think you'd understand this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain it to you. You don't, you won't get it. You're not open-minded enough. Then why even say anything to begin with? And that, that's the whole idea of the Illuminati too. Like you, we all think that there's people that really have superior knowledge and power that we don't, we don't get, or we don't get to have in these towers somewhere controlling everything. And it's, I just honestly believe that it, that type of power doesn't really exist in the physical realm. Does it exist other than just banksters and money, right? And governments, that's it. But in the internal realms, absolutely, because we we're constantly giving them power. And another thing, too, I want to talk about, you know, here in a little bit is you remember me? I mentioned a guy named William Schnoblin who, who went around and spoke and really pushed the Bible and talked about how he used to be a Freemason. And then he became a vampire and, you know, went to the uh, moon on, I think it was Saturn or whatever. And he met the devil who touched his head and. He ended up naked somewhere Ow. in a yard. Yeah. yeah. So That's a story. That is a story, right? And That guy should be talking at conferences. Oh, he does. He, he presents stuff. Yeah, oh, he's, he does. He's been on shows like Coast and Midnight in the Desert and stuff. Well, and so, Joe, where can I send him my money? <laughs> well, I have he's a got a lot of books. desire to send him money. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm going to teach you guys about how the story gets spun. Because believe it or not, there is some truth to what he's talking about. And you're going to think truth, truth about vampires and, and planets and being touched by the devil when it comes to Freemasons. No, there's 
certain things that he's talking about that if you go and look them up, you're going to find a picture or a link to certain websites or certain information. And at that point you will stop and you'll go, well, he was right. It exists. Look, there it is. And I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but you're going to find this pretty interesting um, because there are societies that call themselves Freemasons that call themselves vampires. And there are societies that call themselves the Illuminati. And you know how many of them there is? Thousands. Thousands of them. They're called clandestine groups. Offshoots of this Masonic Brotherhood and that Masonic Brotherhood that have no affiliation with whatsoever because they went to Congress or they went to their local whatever they need to go and get it notarized that they're an official group. And then they show their little plaques like, look, I'm a Freemason or look, I'm this. This is real. And it's really has nothing to do with the actual original Masonic order or the idea of Masonry. They just made their own group and then they get power hungry and then they call themselves vampires. And and it's like a little Dungeons and Dragons club inside of Freemasonry that has nothing to do with the original Freemasonic society. And there's thousands of them. Now, see, You'd have to really do some extensive research on that to find out that most of these groups are full of crap. They have plaques and they have the garb and they have all the, you know, the, the swords and they have all this stuff. And it doesn't mean that some of these groups, like there's a lot of different offshoots of Rosicrucian groups that they don't really, that they're not studying occult science. But I'm specifically talking about the ones that call themselves vampires and all this stuff that give others a bad name. That they are there. So when you track down the information you'll look at it and go there it is and so now he's got documents where he can go back and say here's my document with some signatures on it but if you go up to the guy and you say can you track that document back to the grand lodge of england and even if you could i still wouldn't be convinced it was legit or even further and show me where you're you know you're really been accepted there that would be pretty interested to see but anyways, I'm digressing. We do have to oh, that, take a that, break here. That was a great explanation of, of the offshoots and the and the different groups that aren't really affiliated with, with Freemasonry or any other society. It's a very good explanation because I was, I was going to say that it's kind of like a uh, – nowadays, it's kind of like one of those IRS scams or one of the, the scams. You get a phone yeah. call. They, they target target the elderly. Like you, you need to pay us in the next 30 minutes or we're going to take your house or take your car. You need to go down to the dollar store, target the dollar store sells gift cards, but go down to your nearest store, like a, a target, get a gift card and give us the number to it. And then we'll let you off the hook. And that's what they do now with, with social media. The first time I got something like that, some guy from the Illuminati become an accepted member of the Illuminati and you'll get a million dollars deposited into your bank account today. And, We'll give you a Ferrari to drive and a nice house, and you want a couple guys, couple girls. What, what are you into? It's like, are you kidding me? Do people actually <laughs> buy that? And there's 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 like a, an eight 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 number. It's like some. It's usually like if you click the image of it. I don't know if it's the real person, but it's just like some guy from Nigeria, one of Jesse Smollett's friends. He's trying to get me to join the, the, the Illuminati. <laughs> it's a scam. It's really obvious, but not everybody knows that. That's why old people get taken for a ride all the time because they don't necessarily understand it. They get scammed by the IRS and you know a lot of younger people are getting scammed just as much because they're coming into the world. They don't understand things and so they're getting scammed too. I mean, 
I just saw like a, I saw a story about six months ago. Uh, some tech website they estimated half of all phone calls this year in 2019 are going to be scam calls. I so believe it. that Illuminati stuff on Facebook is is basically a, a secret society equivalent of the IRS scam. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I believe it. Right? And again, yeah, we, we got to take a break here. But it's not it's not that I don't believe that there are... A secret group. So, I mean, we don't know what really goes on with Skull and Bones. We really don't know what goes on. We kind of do with Bilderberg and stuff, but some of this stuff is getting far-fetched. But let's see if we can figure out who's the real Illuminati or what it really is, right? Without, ha- you know, let's try to be reasonable about it for once and see if we can find some answers. I'm Joe Roop. This is Lighting the Voyager here with Ryan Gable. Tonight we're talking about the Illuminati Club. We may even start one before the night's over. We'll be right back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's TV Repair Service, repairing local television since 1867. Remember, we put as much quality into our work as the networks put into their programming. So don't say we didn't warn you. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you ever wonder why there's so much show in politics? Do you ever wonder why America's not getting fixed? Ever wonder why our media's not reporting the news? They report only their biased opinion. Are you tired of feeling like a controlled rat? Do you wonder what's next? If you're looking for answers, join me, Ronnie McMullen, for my new show, Deep Waters Radio. That's Deep Waters Radio. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific, right here on The Fringe FM. Hi, this is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast where we tell real paranormal experiences of people from around the world. And we also conduct interviews with authors, investigators, psychics, and mediums. Real people, real stories, real fear. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. See you then. I'm done running with the wolves after hunting down a half-ton bison. I look forward to a mind-teetering escapade evening on The Fringe FM. 
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Cortana from Shift Happens, telling you to pour a glass and park your ass because you're listening to KTLK, the Fringe FM. Shifthead. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. Howdy, this is Catalina, and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. So back to a point where is Ryan Gable we're talking about the, the Illuminati Club. Um, and so if you look this guy up, uh, the, uh, all you got to do is Google search this William Schnoblin guy, right? And it says, X, what is it? X Freemason Vampire Illuminati Whistleblower William Schnoblin. <laughs> okay, so. It's a hell of a credential list there. All right. So when you go to if you and I'm not, I can tell you what's going to happen without even going there. You go to the website and he's going to have a bunch of books for sale, and then he's going to have uh, probably some documents of where he was involved with this order. Probably the Freemasons, possibly the OTO, this society and that society and this society, where he eventually ended up, you know, in some vampire society, right? And there'll probably be a certificate there too. And it's, it's probably not fake. He's probably got it notarized and everything. And he's got the garb and all this stuff. And he's, you know, said he had an experience to where he was sucking people's blood, which I don't doubt. There's some true psychotic people out there learned how to, you know, energy vamp off of people, which I don't doubt. That's a real esoteric teaching. Uh, and then, you know, he went out and went to a different planet and talked to the devil, which I don't doubt. People have had crazier experiences in the astral realm. Doesn't mean they're not real. But the whole point of the whole message is once you really see the cherry on top, is that secret societies are Luciferian and evil, and you need to go back to the teachings of Yahweh. Oh. It, right? So he dresses up like, a, you know, he's even tries to look a little Hebrew sometimes, pushes the Bible, all of this other stuff. And so he has figured out a way to push his religious ideas on people 
sell tons of books and do tons of radio shows by playing on the conspiratorial crowd and actually going through this this life of all this stuff which i don't think that that may not have been his intentions at first but he probably did lose himself lost everything in his life once he realized he was doing something stupid and wanted to blame the freemasons he wants to blame the real freemasons when you do your actual thorough research on this you know how to do research folks you don't just google stuff you get documents real documents you interview people you ask questions you keep digging you keep digging you'll see that the actual freemasonic lodge you know the united grand lodge of england and all this stuff has nothing to do with his vampire cult that he was in nothing it doesn't mean they weren't real and they didn't do crazy things so that's something to consider now well if they can do that with secret societies and stuff for years upon years and sell books what do you think can happen in this community because we're not just conspiracy folks. We talk about aliens and all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of pictures that are being painted for you for certain agendas. And all you care about is what's real because you want to know. That's the most frustrating stuff to me, right? That not, you know, not just that, but the political blanket that you have to swim through, you know, it's like thick, crap that you got to swim through before you can actually get to these stories and then when you get to these people you find out that they're selling a religious idea or something else man. yes you know well well we we talked about it break and we had actually talked even before the show tonight you can be a freemason and not be in an order and you can be in an order and not be a freemason so that's something that's, I think, very important to recognize when you discuss subjects of this nature pertaining to secret societies and the like. The other thing is that that cult religious-like mentality of relating, like getting people interested with vampires or astral projection or whatever it might be, and then going back to Yahweh or to Jesus, that's obviously a common thing. People do that with all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of, if you just do this, they push their belief. You notice that also, I watch a lot of documentaries, or at least I used to, not, nothing, nothing I've really watched recently. But you can watch pretty much anything on Netflix. Any documentary on Netflix is the same way. It's like, okay, there's some cute penguins walking around in Antarctica. This is the life of a penguin. And it's a really simple, I'm just making one up, but it's usually pretty much like this. It's like, yeah, where are you going penguins. with this penguin thing? I'm interested. Yeah, so it's just like penguins, Joe, or it could be anything. It's like a documentary on frogs, and it's like an hour and a half documentary. And I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like 80 minutes in, there's 10 minutes left. I'm thinking, all right, uh, you know, penguins are pretty cool. And then that last five minute segment, you know, before they roll the credits there, it's like, but, and then it gets real dark and sinister. <laughs> penguins could all die if we don't have a carbon tax and then they have like a compilation of like <laughs> they have a compilation of like traffic in a city and a compilation of like you know people walking around with three kids that's too many kids and then they start pushing this green communist socialist agenda of if we just deindustrialize the whole world and hey i'm not for pollution by the way but if we deindustrialize the whole world 
and we exterminate all but one kid per family, and we give power to everything to a handful of socialists, that means that everything in the world will be better. The penguins will have a nice iceberg to hang out on. It's like, where did that come from? I see documentaries like that all the time. There's like, I watched a documentary. This was a real one. It was about like food ingredients and farmers. And, and, and that was it. It was like, uh, watch out what kind of ingredients are in your food. It was kind of like a comical documentary. There was some humor in it. And then I get to the end of it and it's like, but if we don't pay a carbon tax, we won't have any food to eat. It's like, where did that come from? <laughs> I thought <laughs> this was about ingredients and food. You see that everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, you know, see, I learned, I've learned, I learned a lot of this. St- All right. So I'm, I'm going to step on some toes here, but I learned a lot of this stuff. And when I, I worked in sales, I worked in sales and sold cars at, at, uh, for a few years, I sold airstreams and class a buses and worked on the phone and, and worked in marketing. And I learned that there's all these tactics that have to do with mind manipulation. That's all they are is psychological tricks so that you look at whoever's trying to sell you something, uh, as that they're in a position of authority they're an expert mm-hmm. in their field, they're well researched or whatever, right? So, and there's all these different tricks you can do. Um for instance, and I'll give you one that really just bugs the hell out of me. The celebrity buddy thing, right? This is one that just really really I've seen in this community a lot. Whether it's whether it's people, radio hosts, podcast hosts, YouTubers, it doesn't matter. Anybody that's trying to become relevant in whatever field they are, you know, um, take, uh, well, I don't know. Take John Anthony West, for example. One thing that chapped my ass so much is when this guy passed away, I really looked at this guy as somebody that was, uh, he was a revolutionist when it came to information. He didn't care about offending people. He was a satirist, right? And I respected him. But I didn't know him like I wasn't best friends with him, right? And I talked to him quite a few times, but I wasn't best friends with him. Uh, didn't didn't know him as well as some others did. And when he passed away, all of these people, you know, wanted to. I mean, I even did a farewell show too because because of you know I, I hate to see somebody like that go. He's a pioneer. But all of these people that put themselves like, yeah, me and John Anthony West, we were buds. You know, we were friends and I'll never forget those special times we had together and this stuff and that that never really happened. They just want special you to think that they're they had together, but, the, but they met the guy one time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who knew that, that this guy was friends with so many people on that kind of level. Right. And so this is something else that they teach you in the car industry. You know, when somebody says you you keep asking questions and they say, well, I work here or I do this. Oh, do you know so-and-so down the road? I know him. We're good buddies, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's bull crap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. It's a, it's a sales tech. It's a sales technique. They also want to treat you like your family or whatever, right? Make sure that you keep sending them, um, you know, mail. Tell them that you're keep putting this family picture up there. Treat them like they're your family and all this stuff, and they'll buy from you all day long. And we can, you know, we can make $7,000 over pack on them. Why? Because they trust you in the end. Stuff like that just kind of made me sick. And all I wanted to do was learn the answers to some of this stuff. I have a, I have a real problem. If you, if you can't tell yet, 
have a real problem with the way the world works. And this is, I could come complaining to you about it because I can't go to people like my father or friends around here because they just say, man, that's just how it is, you know. Just how things are. You just got to accept it. It's so how I've things are accept. because very I, few people want to do anything about it. I've got to accept that I've got to become a manipulating, lying, backstabbing, selling piece of crap to put on an authority image for you. That's what I've got to accept. I ain't doing it because I want to find out who the real aliens are. I want to find out what this astral travel thing is all about. I want to really find out all of this stuff, the paranormal, the life after death stuff. I want to know the truth about it. And if I die not knowing, at least I know I'll try it. I tried, you know. Because I know it's there. I know there's something there that's really unexplained. You can't trust the scientists. You can't trust the politicians. You can't trust half the people that are talking to you anymore. You can't trust social media anymore. What are you going to do? All you can do is lay back and watch that 70s show. Eight seasons worth. This is the whole mood I was in before I did a show tonight, by the way. So... This is the mood that these political discussions put me in. And when I look at trying to find secret societies and stuff, and like what's real about it and what's not, I've investigated it to the point of actually being inside these temples. And again, when it comes to the Illuminati, nothing lines up. Like Bill Cooper found, he would find these books where people would talk about, you know, all of these get togethers and stuff and how that they would meet in secret places. And, but they were just, they were just books of clubs, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that really mean? Does that mean that they're special, that they're trying to take over the world, that they're talking to reptilians? I don't, I don't think so. Whatever that force is that might be trying to take over the world. I mentioned it in the last segment. There are a lot of unanswered questions about a lot of interesting, interesting topics to be very, very vague, of course. You think about think tanks, secret societies, secretive gatherings. You look at the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission. You look at things like the roundtables. You look at things like the Bank for International Settlements, the BIS. You look at the World Bank. You look at the United Nations. You look at the Tavistock Institute, the Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the list goes on and on and on. And when you have a look at some of those organizations or some of those foundations or some of those think tanks, you generally find a, a, a mix of like opinions. Like they're not, they, don't, they don't all agree. There's different people that have different opinions on how things should be carried out socially or culturally or economically, et cetera, et cetera. Most of it's based on money. You get together at a meeting and you decide how we're going to raise the price of this, lower the price of that. We're going to create artificial scarcity. We can make more money doing this. We just want to make sure that we keep people in line, keep people controlled. You're dealing with people here that are unelected in most cases, people that are truly psychotic and people that have so much money that they're far beyond the Forbes richest 500 or the Forbes 50 top richest people in the world. They don't even touch that list. They're way beyond that. They make those people look poor. They control the money. They are the true movers and shakers. So on that level, you absolutely get that kind of power. Do they all agree? Not necessarily, at least from what I've read and from what I've heard and what I've seen. Maybe you have a different opinion, but 
it's not that that is the Illuminati. Like they've all got championship Super Bowl rings that says Illuminati, and they wear those to the meetings. I don't, I don't think that's what happens. And I just, I, I mentioned to you, uh, break Joe, this. I've mentioned it on my show several times on the Secret Teachings. When someone says that they don't have any money and that they're being ruthlessly attacked by a cabal or by a group of evil men or by some artificially intelligent supercomputer, I find it funny how in almost every single case of someone being attacked like that, they always have an active PayPal account. You can always donate to them. You can always get money to them through PayPal. Didn't years go their down? Webs- I've had, yeah, my PayPal went down, my Amazon, everything I have went down. Amazon account, emails went down. I've had everything hacked in the last couple months. Um, but I don't actually even talk about that on my show because it's, it's real. <laughs> I don't yeah. Yeah. You're, you well, I remember you saying that, that your PayPal went down again, you know, that somebody yeah, hacked they, into it. Someone stole $142 from my PayPal, 300 bucks through my the only card I have, the only credit card I have, which is for traveling and that they stole 300 bucks from that. I did get the money back to the PayPal. The bank one is still processing and that's all the money I have. Like I don't have a million dollars in the bank account. I've got like a few hundred bucks here or there and that's it. So yeah, they, all that was hacked into my emails have been hacked into. I've had people send email messages to guests and say weird things and ask them for money. One time somebody sent Scott Walter and his wife, uh, Scott Walter from the History Channel. He used to have the America Unearthed show. They sent him and his wife a message asking them for money as me, saying, this is Ryan Gable. I'm stuck in Taiwan. I need $3,000. Can you help me out? <laughs> but they well, sent it under my name. Let me ask you this question. At what point, I mean, do you think because somebody is super, super rich, I'm talking Rockefeller rich, like you're talking about, right? Do you sure. think... Do you think it's ridiculous that they shouldn't have that much money? No, not necessarily, but I, I, I don't have a, an opinion one way or another. Like I don't have that point of view like the, the Cortez psychopath that says, we, we shouldn't have billionaires right. while she's, she's going to probably become close to a billionaire when her political career is over or Bernie Sanders, you know, well, we've got to have free education, free health care. I want everybody to have $15 an hour minimum wage because I never worked in my life, and I want to give it to you. That's a so pretty good impression, about. actually. You sounded <laughs> that was a good Bernie Sanders impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to pay for it, but I'm going to figure it out sometime. Yeah. Well, he That's, hates rich people. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about yeah, it. He, he hates rich people, but his biggest donors are, 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 are wealthy, and he, he sets on like three houses and like a, a car that the Clintons bought him after he threw that election and uh, millions and millions of dollars, yeah, but he hates billionaires. That's what they all do. That's what socialists do. They pretend to be your friends, but they're extremely wealthy, and they strip the wealth out of, out of a country. Well, why, why, why are these people, if they're socialists, why don't they go to a country that's already socialist if they like it so much? I know that's an argument people use, but seriously, if you like socialism, go to a socialist country. You can why go come to a yeah. capitalist country? Now, with, uh, what is it, Airbnb, they make it pretty easy now for you to stay places, too. Just go try it out yeah. for a little while. Yeah, go try it out. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge proponent of capitalism myself, but if you want to talk politics on that element for a moment, I'm not one way or another. But if you really like it, go there. If, if the only reason socialists come to a country like this and they want to become powerful is because a country like this has wealth. They want the wealth. They don't want other people to have the wealth. They have a distorted, and this ties in with the actual Illuminati. 
They have a very distorted view of reality that transcends politics. It has nothing to do with that. It's about creating a weak class of people. It's about controlling people and putting people into little boxes. And that all feeds into this Illuminati system, whatever it might be, because the tenets of the Illuminati I mentioned earlier, if they are to be believed based on supposed letters that were found of, 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 of associates of Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati, that's yeah. a specific sect, in 1776, those letters talked about the same things that the United Nations, uh, their goals for sustainability, Karl Marx, and you know Tavistock and some other institutes and foundations basically say the exact same thing that they do. They want the abolition of private property. They want complete control of religion so that they can, like Albert Pike even wrote, supposedly at least, uh, the destruction of all religion, bringing into conflict Christianity and and uh, Islam and Judaism and Islam and Judaism and Christianity to destroy all of them, and then to bring about one doctrine, that they, he, what he called Luciferianism, but to bring about one doctrine, one world religion. Mm-hmm. They want uh, a global currency. I mean, this is just the standard thing that you hear about in conspiracies. This is like the New World Order conspiracy. It is a real conspiracy. The yeah, UN yeah, says it. There's no doubt about it, right? There's yeah. no doubt that there's something to that, for sure. That, and, and, that there's an agenda for that, but I think we're pointing fingers at all the wrong people sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We are pointing fingers at the wrong people because we tend to say, well, it's the Illuminati that did it. Well, dude, what's the Illuminati? It's it's an idea. It's a concept. Is it exemplified? As you said, in archetypes before we went to the the, the break, we, we don't pay attention to those things. We, we blame it. Oh, it's the government. Oh, it's the Illuminati. You know, rather than looking at the specifics of what it might actually be, and and one last thing, and and, and I'll and I'll I'll pass it back to you. No, I good. wanted to mention the, the the PayPal thing is that it's like these people that say they got no money, but and and they're being attacked and hacked, and they don't have any, they can't access their website. Oh my God, it was hacked again. I can't show you proof, but it was hacked again. And then like their PayPal's always open. So right. my question, my question is, if the Illuminati, if the Cabal is so powerful. It's like George Carlin said about God. God is so powerful. He's omnipresent, omnipotent. He knows everything, but you know he's everywhere at once, but he just can't handle money. It's like the, the Illuminati and the Cabal, they're so powerful. They're so corrupt. They're so evil. They're so diabolic. They're so in control of everything, but they just they, they can't figure out how to stop someone from receiving PayPal donations. I just find that hard to believe. And I also find it hard to believe that if the Illuminati is so powerful in that respect, why so many people are like ex-Illuminati members. I mean, that's a label that we, that sometimes it's given to people on YouTube or during radio shows, some whistleblowers interviewed, but it's like, do you think the Illuminati is an organization? Like you join it, like they pay taxes and then you can just say, you know, once you leave, they're like, Hey, bye, Bob. See you later. It's like, I love my time here. It was great. I made a lot of money, raped a lot of kids and, I'm yeah, going to go talk right. about it now. Is that okay? Like, well, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Bob. There are, like I said, man, there are several orders that call themselves the Illuminati or they have that word Illuminati in it. Mm-hmm. And so, and most of them, you can't trace their lineages back to original Freemasonry. Most of them that I've found, some are even inside the Catholic church. There's all, there's little societies everywhere, everywhere, yeah. e- every, everywhere. Right. But that the new world order thing, and this is something we really got to ask ourselves too. It, 
we know that there's millions of planets, probably, I guess, billions of planets in the solar system, which means there's probably life on some of them, probably a whole bunch of them. We're just looking at probability here. Are there evolved societies in the universe? Do evolved societies function as a, a planetary union? Right. If you read Robert Monroe's books, you'll, you know, and you believe what he's telling you about some of the places he visited, then there are. But they're not money driven. They don't really control money. Money doesn't have anything to do with it. So, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think a planet where everybody gets along and is under the same decent, you know, self-evident laws would be a bad thing. But that's not what we're talking about here. Like Earth is a whole new ball game. Yeah. You well, know. that's a fantastic point, Joe. That is a really key point because, yes, a world where everybody gets along, it's so idealistic, it's so utopian. Who can argue with that? It's just like with the Bernie Sanders. Who can argue with free education? Who can argue with free health care? sounds like a great thing, of course. I'm entitled. I want those things. Why can't I have those things? But unless you're intelligent enough to learn from history or you're wise enough to take time to listen to other people who know what they're talking about, or at least to give you a different perspective, you're not going to ask those questions like, well, who pays for that? Who's in control of my education? What kind of education am I going to get if it's free? And so it's the same thing with a world of peace and prosperity. That's how it's sold to you. But is that really what you get? And you're right. It's If, if it's driven on money and who's got the most power and letting psychopaths decide with eugenics programs who lives and who dies – that's not a utopian society. That's a dystopian world government that so many people have been talking about for decades and decades and decades. And the scary thing is it's going to come and go before you even recognize it's here. Same thing with the Kurzweils and the Googles and the Facebooks and all the tech companies that keep telling you 2030, 2045. No, we swear to God, 2050. All right, we promise you 2055. You'll be connected to a computer. It'll do everything for you. That's the singularity. It's like, no. While they're telling you to look at 2050, 2055, 2060 for the singularity, you're going to pass that. We've already passed the singularity. A singularity is a point in which we've reached an irreversible uh, shift in society because of technology, for example. We've already reached that with cellular phones and social media. Rip a cell phone out of the average person's hand, they can't function. We've passed the singularity. They're just telling you it's way off in the future. Same thing with a world government. It's going to be here before you know it. In fact, I just read an article, Joe, like three hours ago, and we knew this was coming. The Amazon Alexas, the, 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 all the personal assistant devices, now they're talking about – this was mainstream news just a few hours ago. Now they're talking about if these devices hear you in your home – You know, just a year ago, they don't, they don't listen. They don't listen. Yeah, now right. if they hear you in your home – let's say, Joe, you and I were hanging out. And we were joking around, and this device heard us talking, and it interpreted what we said as potentially threatening, let's say, to a politician because we disliked their policy. We were just joking around. Maybe we were having a serious conversation. If this thing now interprets, that's what they want to do. If it interprets what you've said as being possibly linked to some type of criminal activity, it's going to report it to police. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right. Your phone. Your Amazon Alexa. Hey, Alexa, turn the volume up on the TV. Alexa's listening to a lot more than that. Alexa's listening to you. And if you say, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I went to the store the other day and they gave me back five extra dollars in change and I didn't report it. Well, guess who's coming to your door? Police officers to get the five dollars and put you in jail. You stole from Walmart. This is the reality of the world we're living in. But we're being told it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Now it's here. Now it was here yesterday. I think the problem lies in that we're trying to get people to think and act with discretion all the time. And uh, we let our emotions and our ideas run us so much. It's crazy. It's like the whole police thing, man. We all know that the police have brutalized people and have murdered people and have done bad things. We've seen it. They've showed us the films. There's, there's bad police. Yep. I've put some of those films on my social media page just to expose them. But this whole war on police thing is, is it doesn't help. It's stupid. So now you got, you got these other people that go out and they purposefully like hound and interrogate the police 24 seven. It's like, they're poking them. You're a piece of crap. You're because you're a cop. You're a piece of crap. You're, you're a cop. You're and they just keep poking them until the cop does something. See, I told you police brutality is a piece of crap, right? (laughs) You know, and then they film it and put it all over the place. And you're like, what the hell, man? Are we really, and and these people that don't want to believe in evolution, which I kind of believe in creation and evolution, both, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I'm crazy. But they don't believe that maybe we still got a little monkey left in us, you know? Maybe we're not as evolved as we'd like to think we are. It feels that way to me sometimes. A lot of what you just explained there is just confirmation bias. We're, we're looking to confirm what we already believe. I, I think I explained that. I tried to explain that on the last show that we did, just kind of a, of a theory of mine. And it's ironically a theory because my theory is that you got the scientific method and it's not just scientists, but in general, like we have theories and ideas of how things work. So a scientist has a theory. They test the theory and they find evidence that suggests the theory is not entirely accurate. So rather than changing the, 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 the theory to align with the evidence, they change the evidence to match the preconceived theory. And whether that's the scientific method, like we're in a laboratory, we're actually experimenting with things. There's science noises, beep, 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 going off and papers printing out and little graphs. You know, if, if it's not that... And if it's just our, our, our beliefs and what we, we think about a new world order or the Illuminati, it's like this is the Illuminati. They run the world. They control everything. They're evil. They're Satanists. And then when you say, actually, I think it's just a concept. I don't think it's like an LLC. I don't think it's like a business. And then no. So the evidence, when you show that, proves that their theories incorrect it might not be entirely wrong but it's incorrect they they reject the evidence and no 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 i'm going to alter the evidence to match my theory the illuminati is a group of people they are an llc they pay taxes they're a really really evil sect of society and they want all of us to suffer under a world government it's the same exact thing whether it's the scientific method and laboratories you know working for a big company to make a drug look safe when it's not 
or it's our belief about something. It's confirmation bias. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to get kind of deep here, but here we give entirely too much power to ideas and humans without understanding, in my opinion, the real esoteric power of symbols, ideas, logos, the subconscious. We don't understand it. And so you find like these people that, that are super enlightened, they train themselves like real enlightened people. I'm talking about that have dedicated their lives to these types of things. They become aware of their daily thought, their, what they say, what's constant, what programs are running in their head. And they become like really good people in the, like really good navigators of the astral realm because they've learned to quiet their mind and look at the context of everything in the big picture. And still at the end of the day, be able to let it go. Now, I want to express that I I think that there is something. I just don't know what it is. And you've, I've had this discussion before that is underneath all of this, whether it's the astral realm, the, the internal realms, interdimensions, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, that that kind of manipulates things. Like, I don't know what kind of force it is or whatever, but if you read Manly P. Hall's book, uh, what the ancient wisdom expects from its disciples. He, in that, I guess you could say it's an essay because it's not a very large book, but he goes and explains how things work esoterically and exoterically. And that all of this stuff that we think is controlling the world exoterically is really nothing but a representation of what's happening esoterically or in the internal realms. And that there are things in the esoteric world that are manipulating the destiny of this country and the world as we speak. Now we all have, like we all have that sense that there's something like that going on. But as long as we're tearing each other apart over our ideas and politics and sports teams, and you know, we can't flip a coin over and look at the other side or whatever, as long as we're doing that, we're not going to ever get down to that and figure out what it is. And so people like Jordan Maxwell and David Icke and I'm, I'm, you know, John Anthony West even Robert Schock is even talking about Atlantis and stuff. Now their information, these are really good researchers, folks. Their information has led them to, Hey, there's something else going on here. Look at this. You know how David Icke talks about sound and cymatics and the planets and Jordan Maxwell talks about the symbology and etymology and programs and, you know, John Anthony West and Robert Shock, and they're starting to think that there was some evolved society here before, and they tried to get evidence to back it up. These people are far greater researchers than most of us know, and they don't have all the answers like some of these people in these crowds do. They don't. They just know something's there. You ever notice that? Yeah. In fact, that's uh, isn't that, that's kind of how... The, the god of the material world is presented to us. The gods of science are presented in a very similar way. That's how they present information. Like astronomers, for example, I wanted to be an astronomer at one point when I was a little bit younger. When I was in high school, I didn't have any clue where to go to do that. I was just looking around. And I, and I just I learned a lot about astronomy reading books about the subject because I was interested. And I and I kind of noticed something funky about it like to a degree there, there's respect there for the mathematical formulas and the understanding of certain that's like astrophysics the understanding of you know certain f- 
principles of physics and science. Okay, but at a certain point, it's like those images that NASA shows us of CGI, you know, asteroids or CGI planets. And people, some people think that's real. Right. No, it's just an idea of what they think it is. They're not sure if that's what it looks like. That's an artist's rendering. And, and, and in astronomy, it's kind of, or, you know, astronomy, astrophysics, a combination of both. Cause you had to take astrophysics to get into astronomy. And it was, it was a very similar thing. It's like, they, they don't really know what that planet that's like a million light years away looks like. They just have kind of an idea because they're kind of guessing based off of the color spectrum. They don't know what it is. They can guess, but unless you're there, you have no idea what it is. But the point is though, kind of have an idea. They can tell because there's an influence like, okay, that star, the light dims. So they can tell that something else passed in front of it, right? And then they can kind of generally tell based on the typical illumination of that star, this thing that passed in front of it, how big the planet roughly is. And they can get some supposedly decent estimates, but they don't know for sure. For all they know, that could be a pile of trash circling the the sun. That could be an alien spaceship. I mean, look how many times they've changed their mind about Pluto, for God's sake. Yeah, I I I have a conspiracy about that, actually. Do uh, you? About Pluto. Yeah. Well, don't stand on ceremony. Let me hear it. Oh, well, I don't think you'd understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm not open-minded enough to understand so it. Is that what it is? Enough. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I was, well, I was going to say one thing and then I can, I can give you my quick theory about Pluto is, is that in those cases, it's just kind of like what you said. You can tell that there's something there because of the gravitational effect. It's like when the, when there's like a pressure change in during a storm, like where I am, we just had a storm and there were like really strong winds, wind gusts, like 60, 70 miles an hour. It was very intense. And that kind of calms me to put me to sleep, but I could feel the pressure and the energy change. And it felt like it just felt like somebody was watching me or there was somebody there. It's you go to somewhere where there's been like a murder, where you go to a cemetery, there's a different energy there. You can't see it, but you can feel it. So the same thing with those researchers. You, can, you can't really pinpoint what is there, but you can see the influence of it. That's, that's what I was getting to. Uh, Pluto, and I hope I, don't, I hope I don't botch this. I was, just, I was thinking that the whole thing with Zachariah Sitchin, you've got, you've got your 12 planets, right, in the, 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 the Earth Chronicle series. You've got 12 planets. Well, you, that, that means you've got the nine standard planets up to Pluto. Okay. That's the seven, seven classical and then the two additional planets. That's nine. And then the ancients would add in the sun and the moon. So that gives you 11. And then if you were to add planet X or planet 10, which would be the nine planets plus Nibiru or whatever you want to call it, that gives you planet X. The Roman numeral is 10, nine planets, planet X. That gives you 10. Or then add the other two, sun and the moon, you get 12. And I think a lot of people became really interested in that. It became extremely popular. And I don't mean this in a degrading way, but I think Sitchin, just like Von Daniken and so many others, they've become like these gods. And their books are like Bibles, and you can't question them. They're religious. They're holy. There's cults based around them. I'm, I've kind of seen them firsthand. So if you were to, let's say the conspiracy here would be, it's kind of my theory more than it is a conspiracy the theory is you don't want people to investigate and and get an idea that hey maybe there's some factual information presented by Sitchin and the people that say there's a planet X which for 
for so many years that was denied and now it's just all over the place it's on cnn yeah we found three more planets actually there's 14 <laughs> there's 15 so now it's just it, it's acknowledged everywhere but what i think happened was that overall when people became interested in that and science was saying no 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 it can't be true when they found out okay it actually is true they had to do something in the scientific community to make themselves look smarter and to make themselves look more intelligent than the people with crystal necklaces and the people doing, you know, Reiki and touching each other for energy. They had to make themselves look smarter than those people who said, yeah, see, I told you planet X is real. And so what they did was they demoted planet nine to planet nothing. So that means we have eight planets. You tack on the sun and the moon, you've got, you've got your 10 planets and then you tack on, planet x which they now acknowledge exists and now you have 11 planets so then when people say well there's 12 planets there's a planet x they say no there's only nine planets still because pluto's not a planet anymore i think it was just a clever way to shift the conversation from all these crazy conspiracy theorists who knew it for whatever reason before nasa acknowledged it or any other space agency or astronomer acknowledged it so that they can take the credit for something that other people knew long before they did. That's kind of my my conspiracy theory. They're doing the uh, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they're doing the same thing in neurology and quantum physics. Like they're discovering the you know what we called magic and manifestation. They're putting words and stuff to it because they're actually starting to discover some of this stuff. But they're always trying to talk talk their way around how it's not really what we think it is, right? But every time yeah. I read an article, it's something that explains it. So this this is another thing that we, we've discussed is, you know, trusting our intuitions about that there's really something underneath everything. Life after death, you know, astral internal realms, whatever you want to call it, manifestation. Now it's quantum physics and uh, subatomics, whatever, right? And I get what you're saying. But they did the same thing in Egyptology with John Anthony West and uh, Robert Schock. They 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 fought them to the tooth and nail, and some of them still do about the water erosion on the Sphinx. And it's not about getting to the truth; it's about their narrative and making sure that everybody knows they're right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There was actually a uh, there was a an article I read one time, and, and you're right. This happens everywhere. That was that was just something I I picked up on the Pluto story. And there was a, there's this article I read one time. There's a magazine called ID. It was like identity or identity discover. I, I used to get it when I was first int- became interested in these types of topics. I'd get it and I'd read it. They had it at drugstores. Um, I think they still sell it at drugstores. And was it like a conspiracy like magazine that. or something? It, it really wasn't a conspiracy magazine. It was more of like a, a history magazine with just really unique, interesting historical facts. But, but kind, I guess kind of in, in that category for some people, they'd label it like that. Yeah. I got this, I, I got this magazine one time and, uh, I was, I was looking, it was either that magazine, but I was just saying, I, I bought this magazine because I used to buy magazines like that all the time. And I came across this one thing about CIA operations and it, <laughs> things that for, for years, for decades have been denied no, we didn't do that. We didn't test on civilians. We didn't experiment on people that didn't know they were being experimented on. We never did that. And then and then it's like, okay, here's the documents. 
all right, we did it. But we <laughs> didn't really do it like you said we did it. Yeah. And I, I remember reading this. It was like an article, and then there were like these – they broke it down with like colorful characters and cartoons. Like here's what the CIA actually did. <laughs> it was like instead of making it so sinister like it actually was, they, they hyped it up, and they're like actually what it really was was it wasn't like a secret experiment on people. They had this fun experiment called acoustic. This is a real thing. A, Operation Acoustic Kitty. You think, what the hell is Operation Acoustic Kitty? And like, well, actually what the CIA did was they tried to mind control cats to send them into the Russian uh, – the, the, the U.S. Embassy in Russia in Moscow Bastards. in like the 50s. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because it, they're like cool cats, and they tried to <laughs> mind control the cats. How right? dare and you that's, do that's that to cats? Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. I thought this whole thing was about how they experimented with LSD and all kinds of other drugs on unwitting or unknowing participants in a mind control experiment. Well, they did it, but the real story here is the cats, man. <laughs> Why would they do that to cats? That's I see what you're saying. You know, when I go and look at those documents, the CIA documents, you get on the clickbait. Well, it's like a funnel to a nothing document most of the time. Right. Yeah, it is. So you see an article that talks about the CIA did this, 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 and that. And I put one out on the BBC about UFOs and clicked on it. And I couldn't actually find the document until I went to Black Vault. Now, to blackvault.com, you know, that guy, he's been on the show. He does a real good job of getting all the documents. Vice form, like crazy. Then you get to the document, and half of it's blacked out. Right. So you only get yeah. you only get the parts of the sentence that don't make sense on most of the stuff. It's even like the investigations they did on Bill Cooper. The only thing that I could do was read about, you know, how many people were actually investigating this guy. And that was it, that he had several investigations on him. And the next thing you know, well, he was gunned down in a in a dog altercation, gunned down. Really because like he was really this big voice for being anti-taxed on your income. And now all of a sudden there's 12 to 13 to 14 different investigations on him from all kinds of different sects in the government. And now he's dead. And you think I'm crazy for trying to put, well, you're putting too much stuff together. No, you guys killed him, you know? And that's the kind of stuff I want to get back to and look at. And back to the, my first point when we opened the show up is we can't figure out the truth about secret societies and all of this stuff and what's really going on because we can't get past your politics. We just can't get, I can't get past them. Yeah. You know to what? Swim Joe? through hell of political hell to get to any information anymore. That, that political bias, as we've said several times tonight is like a, it's a cult. And uh, I think a really, really good example is is just very quickly. I know we're almost out of time tonight. I, I think a really good example is technology and what we're sold as being convenient, as being safe, as being secure, as being luxurious, et cetera, et cetera. And just look at like a, a smart device or one of your, you know, your smart TV, your smartphone, or one of your voice assistants. You know, initially it was. People like us would say, well, obviously these are going to be used to listen to what you're doing in your home. It's you're voluntarily bugging yourself. And the companies and the supporters of those companies said, no, no, no. 
We just spent a billion dollars on this because we want to make it easier for you to turn the volume up and down on your TV without getting out of your chair and by using your voice. And I'm like, question, I don't think that's why. Why don't you tell us the real reason? And that's it. We just want to help you turn the volume up and down. And then it comes out, okay, it listens to pretty much everything you say. And the company says, well, I know we said it didn't, but you know, how else is it going to hear you say Alexa? It has to listen. And so everybody kind of takes a step back. And then, you know, people like us, and this includes all of you as listeners, you know, we're sitting there going, wait a minute, hand goes back in the air. Uh, it's not only just listening to you, it's cataloging what you're saying. It's using that to advertise. It's selling your information. And the companies are like, no, man, it's not doing any of that. Just chill out and relax. It's cool. We're just, we just want to help you out. Just make it easier for you to turn the channel. And then it's like, okay, well, it is listening and it is selling you. They are selling your data and it is watching what you do, the smart TV. And then they take another step back. And then, you know, people like us one more time say, uh, it's doing more than that. It's literally a spy device. It's a surveillance device. It's going to be used to put people in jail for saying things in their home that otherwise they could say freely and should be able to say freely in the privacy of their own home. But now they're going to go to jail for making a joke. It's like, no, man, it's cool. We're not, why would we do something like that? It's Amazon. It's Bezos. He's a cool guy. He's got a bald head. Why would he want to do anything to you? It's cool. Relax. It's kind of like being on <laughs> It's kind of like being on a date. It's it's almost like date rape, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, you know what it kind of is. Where people are lying, they lie to you throughout the whole date, and they they tell you this doesn't happen, or they just waiting to get you home so they can do what they need to do. <laughs> and when they say, you know, just deny, deny, deny. You know what I found out about that first? I'll tell you a story about that real quick. When I used to work at Verizon for Tier Two Tech Support, um, the biggest call that that. And I can't believe customer service and regular tech support couldn't figure this out. But by the time they got to me, these people were so damn mad because they're using data. And they're like, look, man, I've used all the data that all the data tracking apps you can give me. And it still says I'm using more data than, you know, than what, or you guys are billing me for more data than what my apps are showing. Right. And I'd say, okay, so I had to hunt down. And I spent most of my time doing this, hunting down to figure out where the data was coming from. And what I found out was the first one where I got a glimpse of this stuff was, was through smart TVs. And I, you know, I had to do a lot of heavy research at work. And it's just a small example to figure out that people's smart TVs were showing them ads based on where they were searching. Right. Mm-hmm. And I still had to explain to the customer, I'm like, until you turn that option off on your TV, it's tracking everything that you do so that it can show you ads. And the only way it can track you is through the internet. And he's like, are you telling me that my app, you know, that my TV is using data? That man, that's just crazy. You're just coming up with stuff now. And I'm like, <laughs> no, man, your TV is using data by tracking what you do. You need to go into the settings and it's even in advanced settings and turn it off. Right. And it took me hours to explain this to people. And that was in like, that was five years ago. So you can only imagine what they're doing now. And yeah. And I mean, now it's just, you can listen to the fringe FM through Alexa, by the way, if you want to, but not that I'm promoting Alexa, but I'm just saying you can. (laughs) Now that we're on the subject. Now it's what is it, Joe? I'm just saying now that we're on this subject, I figured I'd give it a little plug. But the thing yeah, about Alexa is, is that you, ha- you have to install the, the what's called the uh, the skim or whatever. So you have to install the app 
And then you have to say Alexa, and then it turns on, and then it you say, you know, play the Fringe FM, right? So it'll play the Fringe FM, but after you've installed the skim or skew or whatever the hell they call it on there. And I have to pay for that every month, by the way. So keep those donations coming so we can keep spreading it around, you know. <laughs> we got to pay for that stuff. They just don't do it for free. Yeah, radio's not free. And it's not it's not something you just sit down and start talking. There's a lot of preparation that typically goes into it. If you, if you want quality content that is. You 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 look at the things that these companies do with those types of devices and it's always plain innocent now. We just want to help you. Don't worry about it. Don't yell at us. We didn't do anything. And then you reach a point now where it's just out in the open, like yeah, it watches you, yeah, it spies on you, and you're right. It is, it's, it is like, it's like date, and maybe not like a, like a, like a date rape per se, but it's just like some psychopath or some sociopath or just some person who's like, yeah, I don't do any of those things. I'll take out the trash, I'll do the dishes, I'll do the laundry, and then they get in a relationship, start living with the person, like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it later. It's like I thought you took the trash all the time. I just said that. I don't really do that stuff. That's just what these companies do. They're like, yeah, we'll take care of you. We'll help you. We love you. And then you get them in the house and it's like, uh, we're just going to watch you and spy on you and sell your information. We don't really care about helping you. It's sick. And you know what the thing is, Joe? Where is the fight? Where's the humanity? Where are people saying, no, I'm not tolerating this. I'm not selling out for convenience. I'm not selling out for or at least perceived convenience or what you perceive as safety. And you notice all these data dumps and all the hacks and all this information that's all over the place and people actually getting hacked and losing money information is not more safe information is more vulnerable now than it ever has been they try to keep it quiet too by the way and they won't tell you about it until it's too late until they have to yes until after the fact until after something happens and then it's well we didn't know that the information was going to be stolen We, we it was an accident you know, I'm starting to think that a lot of these companies, Joe, here's another conspiracy theory for you. The other day I had my Amazon accessed and I had, you know, 300 bucks stolen through my, the only card I have that I use for traveling. And this 300 bucks, it's just gone. I had to go jump through hoops even to get my bank to acknowledge that, that, that it could be refunded. And they're looking into it still at this time. They said it's going to take 90 days to get my money back if they get it back. So I had that happen and I started thinking, wait a minute. You know, the last couple of months I've ordered books, and on a couple of occasions they've come damaged, a few books, and I've gotten money back for those books. And I got about 300 bucks worth of money back over several orders from Amazon. I thought, wait a minute, that's really scary that that's about how much money I got back, and that's how much money went missing out of my Amazon? Hold on a second. And so then I thought about that for a little bit, and I thought, eh, maybe that's a little bit too far-fetched, Ryan. And then I talked to a friend of mine tonight. His name's also Joe. And he just happened to message me and say, hey, I heard what you know. You told me what happened with your Amazon. He's like, by the way, uh, I had some issues with Amazon recently, and now I just found out tonight I got hundreds of dollars missing from my account. Mm, it's like, yeah. I, you know, I think on, on one level, yeah, it's hackers, but I think these companies just outright steal from their customer. Banks do it in some countries. They'll just do the bail-in. That's what's coming to the United States. They'll just outright steal from you. And what are you going to do about it? Because you're back so far into a corner, you've got no defensive tools left. You've laid all your weapons down. You've bent over. You've oiled yourself up, and you've told the company, <laughs> go at it. I don't care. And, it, it, you know, it's probably the Illuminati. Oh, that's who's or doing it. Or the cabal. It. It's the Illuminati or the cabal. It couldn't be just greedy people, you know, that sell your information. Nope. It's the Illuminati. 
anyways we yep. do got to get out of here i've had fun tonight brother it's been cool you know by Me the way i want to tell everybody uh after march the 4th our monday night show will be back to normal uh because ronnie is moving away from radio and he's going into the movie business so Mar- it'll be the week after march the 4th we'll be on back again monday through thursday three nights a week so uh we'll have normal shows not that this isn't a normal show it is but it's more of like a hangout session on monday nights at least it has been um but yeah thanks again ryan yeah it's the lounge monday night lounge i guess but thanks again for coming coming on ryan you did cheer me up by the way so i appreciate it thank you good I'm, i'm glad that was my intention i had a good time thank you for doing the show with me too yeah and don't forget guys that the show is produced by the fringe fm Tomorrow night, we'll open the phones back up and get her going and do this thing the right way. Tonight, I'm sorry that I had to rant the way I did, but, you know, I love all of you still. And, uh, yeah, this show was produced by the Fringe FM. It cannot be syndicated without written permission. And music was about Chronoaks, a space station, and Kevin McLeod and the public domain. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Good night. Live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings at Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. Yahoy there. This is Gigi from Shift Habits. And holy shit, you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Hey, hey, don't you dare do that stuff.